Hello everyone, welcome to the ThoughtCast, a podcast where we discuss philosophical ideas taught by some of the world's greatest thinkers. In this episode, we will be discussing Albert Camus' viewpoints on absurdism and existentialism, and his beliefs on how to cope with living within a chaotic universe. One of the most quintessential philosophical questions are, what is the meaning of existence? And how should I act in the world? Throughout his works, Albert Camus attempted to find the answer to both of those questions and came to the conclusion that life is inherently meaningless and absurd. Although his propositions sound quite depressing, he also addressed how we should act within a purposeless, chaotic world. But why did Camus think life was inherently meaningless? He uses a wonderful metaphor for existence to explain this phenomenon. In one of his most famous works, The Myth of Sisyphus, Camus describes a Greek god named Sisyphus who is condemned eternally to push a massive boulder up a hill that would roll back down once he approached the top. Camus ends the story stating, quote, The workman of today works every day in his life at the same tasks and this fate is no less absurd than Sisyphus's. End of quote. We go to work, we get back home, we eat dinner, we go to sleep, we wake up the next morning to repeat the same routine over and over again. The cyclical nature of our daily lives points out the fundamental absurdity of human existence. We humans, just like Sisyphus, must push our own burden of responsibility up a metaphorical mountain just for the boulder to roll down again once we reach the top. Camus expands on this idea and claims that Sisyphus's condition encapsulates the entirety of human philosophical endeavor. He states that man's search for purpose contradicted their desire for more and denied any scientific, metaphysical, and religious attempt to satisfy man's urge to uncover more meaning. Camus used religion as an example. He believed it made people comfortable with their existence, but it lacked a true source of meaning because it was an illusion. He believed that religion provided us with comforting fantasies, like an afterlife that took away our focus of the present. Against a conventional religious perspective, Camus asserts that we will all suffer, our loved ones will suffer, our loved ones will die, we will all die, and there is nothing beyond this life. In one of his novels, called A Happy Death, Camus states, quote, Here is no superhuman happiness, no eternally alongside the curve of the days. I can see no point in the happiness of the angels. End of quote. Camus criticized religion because he thought it made us believe that death was not inevitable, and it taught us to look away from life to something that comes afterwards. So if religion is not the answer, then what is? Camus states that we must first abandon all hope for an afterlife, and then focus sharply on the present moment. Quote, I do not want to believe that death is a gateway to another life, 
for me, it is a closed door. End of quote. Camus' bittersweet remarks might bring up some questions, such as, if life is inherently meaningless, and there is no God to take care of me, then why should I even bother living at all? Or to put it bluntly, if life is so painful, why should I not kill myself? For most of his career, Camus was perplexed by whether suicide was the most effective response to living within a meaningless, chaotic world. He states, quote, There is only one really serious philosophical problem, and that is suicide. Deciding whether or not life is worth living is to answer the fundamental question in philosophy. All other questions follow from that. End of quote. In Camus' point of view, he thinks people commit suicide because they believe that life is not worth living. He believed the problem with this was that by demanding unity, order, and meaning, we go beyond the limits of existence and try to pursue something that is impossible to achieve. Humans can never understand the absurdity of life and will die despite our efforts. For Camus, there are two ways to respond to this absurdity. One was physical suicide. Camus connected suicide to the feeling of absurdity, which is closely linked to the feeling of meaninglessness. Ending one's life is a sort of confession that life is too much to bear and that it is not worth the suffering, or that it is incomprehensible, which is closely linked to the feeling of meaninglessness. Ending one's life is a sort of confession that life is too much to bear and that it is not worth the suffering, or that it is incomprehensible. Therefore, dying willingly suggests the absence of a purpose to live. However, Camus concludes that humans' instinct to live overpowers their reasons to commit suicide. This instinct to live provides a way to avoid facing the consequences of a meaningless nature by providing an alternative to escape. This phenomenon is usually manifested as hope. People who live according to hope simply numb themselves with mindless activity in order to avoid confronting the suffering of life. Camus' answer was to revolt against the nature of existence defiantly by leading our lives with integrity and avoiding sinking into escapism. Since the most obvious absurdity to Camus was death, he recommended we, quote, die unreconciled and not of one's own free will, end of quote. Put simply, Camus urged his readers to lead lives distinguished by clarity, without self-pity, alongside a sharp awareness of and rebellion against life's morality and limitations, end of quote. In order to rebel, we must admit to ourselves that ambitious plans and life goals are for the most part hopeless, but to continue toiling on and working on regardless. Camus relates rebellion to the story of Sisyphus. Quote, the gods had condemned Sisyphus to ceaselessly rolling a rock to the top of a mountain once the stone would fall back of its own weight. 
he had fought, with some reason there is no more dreadful punishment than futile and hopeless labor. Camus affirms that Sisyphus is an embodiment of an absurd hero, most notably because Sisyphus not only accepts his fate, in a sense he becomes superior to it. Sisyphus does not cry and break down about his punishment. He simply fulfills his internal duty and acts as all is going well. Camus ends the story stating, quote, One must imagine Sisyphus happy. End of quote. When the monotony of daily routine and repetitive schedules collapses upon you at some moment, Camus would advise you to be just like Sisyphus, to lift up the burden of responsibility on your back and to carry on as an act of rebellion against the structure of existence. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. To learn more about our show, please visit our website, thoughtcast.site. The link is in our podcast description. Also, if you would like to support our podcast, please consider reviewing us or supporting us on Patreon. You can find all of this information on our website. With all that out the way, have a great rest of your day. Thank you.